Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. And on today's episode, we have Senior Pastor Dr. Naida M. Parson. And we're talking about prayer. Prayer can be a private place, a peculiar place, a confusing place, a lonely place. And sometimes all we do is we seek clarity in the place of prayer. And that's what we're talking about today. That's what Pastor Parson was talking about. I discovered the clarity, why we don't get clarity, and how to gain and maintain clarity in a place of prayer. Coming up. Some of it is that whether because you don't have the strength or because you've been through so much, you're just tired, tired of the struggle, tired of fighting, tired of the pressure, tired of making it work for everybody else, tired of being in this trial, and you lose clarity when you're fatigued. to God we bless your name amen we're going to first Kings chapter 19 God bless you for all of you that are present today there is a word from the Lord amen we are entering our month to level up prayer Amen. And thank God a, a prayer giant has walked in the room with us today. God bless you. And Sister Kelly, one of our prayer generals in the room. Amen. First Kings chapter 19, verse 11 through 18. It's there for you on the screen. You are standing in reverence to the reading of the word of God. Let's read together. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very jealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael, O king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel, Meholah, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death anyone who escaped the sword of Hazael. 
And Elisha will put to death anyone who escapes the sword of Jehu. Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. Our topic this afternoon is clarity in the place of prayer. Clarity in the place of prayer. This is the year that New Antioch is leveling up. So let me see where we at. New A. New A. New A. I don't know if I got enough folk now that y'all know the mantra. New A. New A. New A. I feel like I'm leveling up. And we have leveled up our evangelism, our giving, our fellowship, our love, and our discipleship. And this month, we level up prayer. We level up prayer. That's a good news in this house. This is a house of prayer. Prayer is simply conversation with God. Prayer is not talking to God. Prayer is not talking at God. Prayer is talking with God. You say something and he says something. You ask a question and he gives an answer. He asks a question and you give an answer. There are all kinds of prayer. There's praise, there's thanksgiving, and there's adoration, also known as worship. There's petition, there's supplication, there's inquisition, there's instructional prayer, there's conversational prayer, there's relational prayer, there is intercession, there's spiritual warfare, and there is declaration. There's a repentance prayer, there's a salvation prayer, there's a prayer of faith, there's prophetic prayer, there's effectual fervent prayer, there's corporate prayer, there's a lot of kind of prayer. Prayer is a privilege. The God of the universe communicates with you in prayer. You have access to the almighty God in prayer. It is the connection between God and man. And if you learn how to pray, you have acquired the most valuable skill on earth. And whoo, Sister Kelly, if you get good at it. It will transform your life and the lives that you pray for. So anybody want to level up prayer? Have I convinced you? You want to level up prayer. Today I want to talk about a prayer that is most needed by several of you in this room right now. And that is the prayer for the sake of clarification. Clarification. The ability to see clearly. To understand, to be certain, to know for sure, to comprehend the truth or the direction with some accuracy, clarity. We're going to talk about clarity in the place of prayer. I like that term. I get it from your Pastor Sharonda. She talks about the place of prayer. God has dealt with me about clarity in this place of prayer. This prayer is for people who just don't know. Lord, I just don't know. What am I supposed to do? What is wrong with this kid? What is going on with my husband? I just don't know. What's going on with me? 
Why has my life taken this turn? How in the world do I make this woman happy? Lord, I just don't know. How am I supposed to make this marriage work? Should I let this behavior slide or just put this out? Do I step down in ministry because I'm a mess? Or do I fake it till I make it? Lord, I, I just don't know. Am I in the right church? Am I on the right job? Am I living in the right city? How can I handle all of this when, God, you've only provided that? Is this warfare that I can rebuke or is this a trial that I have to endure? Lord, I just don't know. Do I go or do I stay? Do I shut up or do I say? Do I quit or do I play? Do I act or do I pray? Is it wrong or is it okay? Do I hang up or do I say, hey, am I straight or am I gay? Do I retreat or do I slay? Am I Gina or am I Jay? Am I his wife or am I just an easy lay? Is this a trap? Or is this the way? Lord, I just don't know. Well, when it comes to my money, when it comes to my marriage, when it comes to my ministry, when it comes to my direction, or my family, or my health, or my job, or my future, when it comes to hearing your voice and knowing what the heck you're doing, God, and what in the world do you want me to do? Lord, I just don't know. I don't know when you're speaking to me. I don't understand what you're saying. And the worst one of all, the worst one of all, the worst one of all, Rev, is when I don't know if this is God or if this is the devil. Why am I in this mess? How did I get here? Lord, I just don't know. And this is where we find Elijah in the text. Now, this dude was a bad dude. He's powerful. He's bold. He's a seer. He's a speaker. He's a miracle worker. This dude prayed, and it did not rain. And it wasn't going to rain until he said so. Elijah, this man is so awesome that he's been here twice. And it looks like he's going to make a third appearance in the end times. Elijah, he's more powerful than the keys. And at this point, he is the most wanted guy in Israel because he kept messing up King Ahab's game. Because Ahab, so Ahab wanted to kill him because he has spoken them into this drought. Now, Ahab was a wicked king that did wrong in the sight of God. And so Elijah kept checking him and his wife Jezebel. Elijah was so gangster, Sharonda. Elijah be banging. 
Elijah said, he's so gangster, he sent word to Ahab one day and said, basically, you ain't got to look for me. I'm right here. So get all your prophets of Baal together. Baal was a false god that Jezebel served. She was a controller who had Ahab's manhood in her purse. So, so she, she killed most of the prophets of Jehovah God. And, and so Elijah called her boys out, called them prophets of Baal. Long story short, they, they lost a fire battle because their God couldn't answer, but our God did. So Elijah then, after our God answered with fire, Elijah had all of her prophets killed. Uh, check it out. This dude called down fire from heaven, wiped out all the followers of these false gods. And then he had the nerve to call back the rain because he got ready. Now I handle that. I'll just call the rain on back. And then he got supernatural strength to outrun a chariot and his horses. I mean, this dude was a bad boy. He's at the height of his ministry. He is the most powerful, most influential man on earth. And poor old sorry Ahab went home crying to Jezebel. Jezebel. You know what Elijah did, Jezebel? He killed up all your prophets and he, he got the, the fire from the heaven and then and, 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 and they all did. And, and Jezebel was hot. Jezebel was hot. She sent word to Elijah that she's going to kill him in the next 24 hours. And it was then that this man who had heard from God so clearly, who knew his task so thoroughly, who exercised his God-given power so completely, all of a sudden lost his clarity. Because Ahab had told Jezebel on him. Does anybody feel like Ahab and told Jezebel on you? All oh, this is happening. You got one thing happening one after another. There's confusion and there's chaos and there's attacks against you. There's threats and then weird stuff start happening to you. Seem like you can't catch a break. What is happening in my life? Did Ahab tell Jezebel on me? In other words, what you mean by that? In other words, did somebody point me out and all hell decided to break loose on my life, on my mind, on my family, on my marriage, on my body? At this point, Elijah lost clarity. He got afraid for his life. This man who had just had 450 grown men killed. This man who called fire down from heaven. This man who rolled up on the king that was bent on killing him is now running from the queen. He's lost his clarity. What causes us not to have clarity? What causes us not to have clarity? The first thing is our feelings. See, Elijah is not dealing with facts here. He's dealing with feelings. He's, as the kids would say, he all up in his feelings. You all don't ever make a decision when you all up in your feelings. Whether they're good feelings or bad feelings. 
Whether it's that feeling of being in love and feeling of being super happy and feeling of being so excited, or if it's sadness, if it's depression, if it's anger, no matter which way you're going, don't ever make a decision when you're caught up in your feelings. I was at a, a, a service and the lady began to talk about emotional regulation. And so it's something that therapists use. You put your emotions on a scale from one to ten. Ten is the most intense that you feel that. One is you're not feeling that hardly at all. So whether you're happy at an eight or nine is really intense, or whether you're mad at an eight or nine, or whether you're sad at an eight or nine, you aren't thinking clearly. Your frontal lobe is inactive when you're up in your feelings. You're thinking with the back of your brain. We call it the reptile brain. In other words, you're basically an animal when you're all up in your feelings. And so what we do is we have you to bring that feeling down to a four or five so you can think. Because feelings will cause you to lose clarity. Y'all know you've been there. You, you, you all up here and you're doing stuff and you're making decisions and then you settle down and, and you look back and say, what was I thinking? Yeah. You weren't thinking. You were feeling. You was all up in your feelings. And, and, and so Elijah, maybe, maybe he thought that he was going to be the hero and the country's going to love him and Jezebel's going to bow down because he's the man now. I don't know what Elijah thought, but the Bible said he was afraid. Caught up in his feelings. Well, I found something in the, in, in the study. It, in the NIV, it says that that Hebrew word that was translated feelings could also be translated Elijah saw. That one translation is Elijah was afraid. But they said there's another translation that possibly that word meant Elijah saw. So that's Elijah was a seer. So maybe he saw something that could happen. It didn't have to happen if he did the right things. But maybe when she threatened him, maybe he saw something that he had planned for her. And whatever it was, he felt afraid. And he began to run for his life. Because when we're in our feelings, we lose clarity. And then there's fatigue. And this is what I believe is the number one contributing factor to him losing his clarity. And most of you, that's the number one factor for most of you too. Fatigue. He had done some hard work for God. He had pulling and pulling from himself. He's doing miracle after miracle. He's fighting for God. He's praying. He's prophesying. Then he's running. And, and that fatigue set in. You lose clarity when you're fatigued. Woman, your problem is you're just tired. Man, your problem is that you're just tired. Young people, some of you, some of you don't have the same kind of emotional stamina as older generations because your life has been too easy. Now, I know some young people, you're going through some rough stuff, but most of y'all, your life has been so easy that you haven't developed any emotional stamina. I mean, these young people, somebody talk to them crazy at work and they quit a job. I don't like them. They don't treat me right. I quit. My, what? <laughs> Sometimes you don't have the emotional stamina. You know what they say. Hard times make strong people. But strong people then make easier times. 
And easier times make weak people. And then weak people make hard times. But some of it is that whether because you don't have the strength or because you've been through so much, you're just tired, tired of the struggle, tired of fighting, tired of the pressure, tired of making it work for everybody else, tired of being in this trial. And you lose clarity when you're fatigued. What causes us not to have clarity, feelings, fatigue, and failure. Now, Elijah may have seen this as a failure because he wasn't celebrated after all of this ministry, even though Elijah actually only had successes. But that's not your story. When you've experienced failure, especially when you completely expected success, it'll cause you to lose clarity. What am I doing all of this for? I thought I was on the right track. I really thought that I crossed all my T's. I really thought that I dotted all my I's, but it didn't work. It failed. I failed. So maybe I didn't see any of this right. And if I'm not seeing it right, then what's the point of even looking at the thing again? Failure will cause you to lose clarity. Feelings, fatigue, failure, and then there's that flesh. Y'all know the flesh, the old you, that part of you that's not saved. The you that you, was, that you were before you got born again. When you're operating in the flesh, you have absolutely no clarity. It's like sticking a straight stick in a glass of water. If you got a glass of water and, and you stick a stick in it, it might be straight. But when you look at it through the glass, it looks like it's bent. It looks like it's distorted. So that's how the flesh is. When you want something so bad in your flesh, you'll convince yourself that God said it. A whole lot of y'all got married like that. Y'all fasted and prayed together, and the Lord said that y'all were supposed to be together. You wanted that thing so bad that you're looking at it through, the, through your flesh, and it gets distorted when you're in the flesh. So maybe, maybe between the feelings and the fatigue and the perceived failure, Elijah has now run himself into his flesh. But for whatever reason, Elijah loses clarity, and now he's running for his life. He finds himself on the run, and he ends up under a juniper tree. Another translation may call it a broom bush, bush, but he ends up under this juniper tree. And this juniper tree is a place of prayer, but that's not where he finds his clarity. This is where he sulks into his feelings. He starts praying in his feelings. He starts praying in his flesh. So he's talking about just take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. He's down. He's tired. He's done. He goes to sleep. Twice God wakes him up to eat. This is interesting. He sleeps. God wakes him up to eat. Goes back to sleep. God tells him, you, I need you to go back to eat again. Wakes him up to eat again because we're going to do some stuff. And, 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 and this showed me that sometimes God has to get you rested and restored enough to talk to you. For some of you, clarity will not come until you're rested and restored. 
until you let God feed you and get you to another place. So God feeds him and he goes on his journey to another place. And when he gets to this other place, now he's led to Mount Horeb and he goes there into a cave. And now they have the conversation. What are you doing here, Elijah? I'm sure Elijah said, really? Uh, he probably wanted to say, you put me here. And really, he kind of did say that. He said, let me tell you why I'm here. Uh, I've been very zealous for the Lord. All these Israelites, your people that you sent me to, they have rejected your covenant. They've torn down your altars. They put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left fighting for you, God. I'm the only one left standing up for you. And now they're trying to kill me, too. And some of that was actually true. But his perspective is off. He's not seeing things like God sees things anymore. The seer can't see. How is it that the seer can't see? It's like when the intercessor can't pray. When the controller is out of control. When the warrior can't find his fight <laughs> when the preacher can't get a word or when the leader is lost or when the one who is the glue of the family can't seem to hold their own selves together when the provider has no provision what's wrong something's wrong when the seer can't see so then what keeps us from gaining clarity. He's in the presence of the Lord. He has pressed into his presence. So why does he not have clarity? What keeps us from gaining clarity? Well, we have, we have hypothesized about how he lost it. But, but here in the presence of God, what keeps it from him from gaining it back? Perhaps they're the same things that keep you from gaining your clarity back. Disillusionment. You're saying to yourself, maybe it was never that way in the first place. Maybe I'm not who I thought I was. Maybe God is not who I thought he was. Maybe everything that I have believed is wrong. So God, if that's the case, just kill me. I quit. I'm done. Disillusionment or disappointment. Or and disappointment. That I really didn't expect this thing to turn out like this. I, I really thought this was going to be different. I really thought marriage was going to be different. I really thought this job was going to be different. I thought Las Vegas was going to be different. I thought being saved was going to be different. I, I thought... That God was going to say yes. And it looks like he said no. I thought I'd get that job. I thought I'd get married. I thought I'd have a family by now. I thought I'd be further along. I thought I was going to pass that test. I, I thought I would be healed by now. I can't gain any clarity because I'm so disappointed. Or is it disobedience? This might be more our problem than Elijah's. Probably wasn't Elijah's problem, but, but I think some of us can't gain clarity because it's hard to grasp what God is telling you when you don't want to do it. You're not gaining clarity because you're not trying to hear him. 
You don't want to be obedient so you can't gain clarity. I just can't hear it. I don't know what the Lord is saying. Ain't that you don't know what he's saying? He, you don't want to do what he's telling you to do. What keeps us from gaining clarity after we lost it? Disillusionment, disappointment, disobedience, and doubt. When you've been disillusioned and disappointed, you begin to doubt that you hear from God at all. I know I'm in the room with somebody. You begin to doubt either that he exists, and let's be real. Sometimes when things don't come the way that we want to, we even begin to wonder, does God even exist? Or either you're wondering whether or not you actually heard his voice. Because, see, you can't gain clarity if you can't receive what he is saying because of your doubt. We lose clarity then because of feelings, because of fatigue, because of failure, because of our flesh. And then we have a hard time gaining it back because of disillusionment and disappointment and disobedience and doubt. We can't even just believe that what we heard was what we heard. But y'all look, we can't go any further without some clarity. We can't go blindly into the future. We can't be successful without some instruction from God. We won't be able to stand under the pressure and under the stress and have, until we have some understanding as to what all of this is about. So pastor, where do you find clarity? You find it in the place of prayer. Where do I find clarity? The ability to see clearly, to understand more fully, to have a confidence in the direction that I'm supposed to be going. It's a receiving of definite instruction. Where do you find this clarity? You have to find it in the place of prayer. So the kind of prayer that I'm offering you today is a kind of prayer where you come out of it with some clarity. Not coming out with more stuff, not coming out with some new promises, not coming out with some new ideas, is not coming out with a deliverance or even a good feeling but with a certainty of what God has said and some instruction on what to do and what not to do it's coming out with a clear vision of the truth not your doubt not your disillusionment you come out of this place of prayer saying I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all the obstacles in my way gone are the dark clouds that had me blind it's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. You are here today. Some of you got sent here today because you just don't know. And if you're here because you just don't know, you got to find your clarity in the place of prayer. So Elijah started under the juniper tree. And then he moved to the mountain. He gets to the mountain and the Lord said, now I want you to go out, stand on the mountain in my presence because I'm, I'm about to pass by. Then it says, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks. You told me to stand here and now it looked like it's falling apart. He said, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind, everything began to quake. You've been in an earthquake. Everything in your life is shaking up. But, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. Fire just blazing everywhere. And Elijah is waiting. But the Lord was not in the fire. Sometimes he's in nothing that you've been looking at. Sometimes he's not in the place where you've been searching. 
He said, but after the fire came a gentle whisper. Oh, he's almost there now. He said, when Elijah heard the whisper, he pulled his cloak over his face. He went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. The mouth of the cave. He has found his place of prayer. At the, he's finally there now at the mouth of the cave. And now he and God start talking again. Say, a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord, and the Israelites rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, put all your prophets to death by the sword. I'm the only one left. Now they're trying to kill me. Same question, same conversation, which lets me know you may have prayed before, but it was a prayer of complaint. You may have prayed before, but it was a prayer of pity. You may have prayed before. Out of your feelings and out of your flesh and out of your disappointment and out of your disillusionment. But now that you have found your true place of prayer, now that God has you right where he wants you, here comes the clarity. So God said to him, now go back to where you came. You're going to go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael king over Aram. And then when you do that, I want you to go anoint Jehu, Jehu of son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And then after that, I want you to go find this dude named Elisha. Elisha is the son of Shaphat. And what I want you to do is anoint him to succeed you as prophet. That's going to be your next boy. And then whoever Jehu don't get, then Haziel will get. And whoever Haziel don't get, then Elijah going to get. And, 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 and we go, this thing will be uh, all, all set up. This is what we get ready to do. And then he said, yet, by the way, your, your, your clarity was off. Let me clarify something. I got 7,000 people. You are not the only one, boo. You're not the only one I got. You ain't the only one going through. You're not the only one that's hearing it. I know you thought that you, that you was all, you know, the only thing left. You didn't. Let me give you some clarity. I got 7,000 people in Israel who have not bowed down to Baal. Tell somebody, you're not the only one. Find your place of prayer and stay there till you get some clarity. That's the bottom line today. Find your place of prayer and stay there until you get some clarity. Now, y'all think this kind of happened in a couple of days. Read the text. This was, this was over a month that Elijah was going through this trying to get some clarity. So you're going to have to stay there until you get some clarity. You may have to go back several times. You may have to say the same thing you said before but stay there until you get some clarity who am I talking to don't go out there making dumb mistakes and walking blind there is clarity in the place of prayer Elijah's place of prayer was at the mouth of that cave Moses's was at the burning bush Enoch's was on a walk with God Jonah's was in the belly of a fish Jehoshaphat's was at the altar Hezekiah's was at the wall Esther was in the palace. Samson's was in the dungeon. Daniel's was in the windows facing Jerusalem. David's was in the hills. Solomon's was in the temple. Jesus himself had to find a place of prayer. His was in the garden. But the thieves was on the cross. Paul's was on the side of the Damascus road. Simon Peter's was while he was out fishing. John was on the Isle of Patmos. But all of them came out of the place of prayer with some clarity. Where is 
your place of prayer. Mine is at the throne of God. It's, it's in my head, in my spirit. Mine is at the throne of God. And I'm bowing down low at his feet. And my arms are outstretched. And I'm in Christ Jesus, and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, and that's the place where I find my place in prayer. It's a place that I can take with me because it's in my head and my heart. It's a place that I can take with me everywhere I go. I can get to that place when I'm out walking. I get to that place when I'm out driving. I can get to that place in the sanctuary. I can get to it in my home. I can get it into my prayer room. When I need to hear a word from the Lord, I find clarity in the place of prayer. So how do you know, Pastor, when you have clarity? They told us that you know it in your knower. You know what? There's a place inside of every believer. It's kind of here. It's kind of here. It's there's a place inside of every believer that just knows. Now, you can pretend you don't know. But when God brings you clarity instantly, you just know. Sometimes you have to try to figure out, out how to put in words what you instantly just know. I got any witnesses in the house. It's because the Holy Spirit who is in you, he already knows. So he translates that knowledge to your human spirit. And all of a sudden, you have a complete clarity and you just know. Somebody were to tell you something. If you have a prophet tell you something, it really ought to be what you already know. And when you hear it, something inside of you say, that's right. Or somebody brings something to you, and when you hear it, some everything inside of you say, "That sounds good." Oh, it sounds good. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a nine-bedroom house, and I'm gonna be making fifteen million dollars, and and um, my man is gonna be all the one that I have been looking for, even though right now he's married to somebody else, and uh, and 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 you hear all of that that sounds good to your flesh, but your spirit will tell you. Mm -mm. In your spirit, you know. I fasted and prayed, and the Lord told us that, you know, we're going to get married. And the whole time you walking down the aisle, you know. Uh-uh, my child, my child wouldn't do that. These people, they lying on my child. But deep down in your spirit, you know. There's a clarity that comes in the place of prayer. Where the Holy Spirit speaks to your knower. And you'll know the truth. It's a spirit of truth. And if it's not that clear to you, there's another way, and that's peace. Peace, you get a peace about the instructions, whether you like them or not. And this is what I tell people to do, because if you feel with the Holy Spirit, you already know. You can come sit on my couch for six weeks, to, 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 and we can discover, we can take 60, you can pay me that, that, that $170 an hour, or whatever they're paying now to sit down and talk to me. You really can pay me that. I'll sit down and talk to you about it for two or three months. Take all your insurance money for something that you already knew. So what I do to pe with people is I say, 
rest because you got to get them off that eight and nine. Settle yourself. Bring those feelings down. Breathe. Now think about going right. What does that feel like? Now think about going left. What does that feel like? And one of them is going to give you peace. Even if it's something you don't want to do, you'll have a peace about it. If it's something over here that God don't want you to do, a person that is really filled with the Holy Spirit won't feel at rest. I want to do it, but something. Come on, I know I got some witnesses in the house. I want to do it, but something. Don't, don't feel right. It ain't in here. It's in here. and It's in my knower. There's a peace. And once you have that peace, and that clarity, then all you got to do is move out in faith, believing that he won't let you make a mistake. If you acknowledge God, he will not let you make a mistake. You got to believe that your steps are really ordered by the Lord. You got to believe that all things have to work together for your good. And if it's not going to be for your good, that God will shut that thing down unless you are being purposely uh, rebellious. You got to believe that God is not going to let you make a life devastating mistake. He's already waited in his hand. And you move out in faith because you've got clarity in the place of prayer. So y'all keep praying. Keep praying. Get into the place of prayer and stay there until you have some clarity. I heard somebody say this, we, we pray to preach, but we really should preach to pray. We pray to preach, we go before God, and then God tells us what to say, and we come preach it. But he said, but we really should preach to pray. In other words, after you hear some preaching, it ought to drive you to prayer. After you hear a word come to you, it should drive even the preacher to prayer. And so I pray that the preaching today has driven you to find your place of prayer. I feel God. If you need clarity, keep praying. All this month, we're praying all this month, you need to find your place of prayer. And stay there until you know in your knower you need clarity. Somebody God is talking to, you need clarity before you make another move. Don't quit that job without some clarity don't you move to another church until you have some clarity don't marry that person till you get some clarity don't spend that money don't write that check don't make that decision whatever it is that you're dealing with without some clarity in all your ways acknowledge him he will direct your path you will know the truth somebody say keep praying keep praying I want to teach y'all a song today the words say every prayer today is a seed for tomorrow in other words what you're praying today is going to blossom whatever you want to see tomorrow I heard somebody say it like this where do you want to be in five years then that's what you need to be praying you need to pray for that girl that's 45 while you 40 
Where do you want to be financially in several years? Then that's where you need to be praying. Because every prayer today is your seed for tomorrow. What if you just sowing one of them pitiful, I'm sorry, I'm pitiful. Lord, just oh, I just don't want to do this. If that's what you that's what you're gonna end up getting tomorrow. So every prayer today, those are the words, is a seed for tomorrow. Keep praying. Y'all keep praying. Hold on to the faith and the blessing will follow. Keep praying. Because we are living proof, Jackie, what holding on can do. Every prayer today is a seed for tomorrow. Keep praying. Keep praying. Hold on to the faith and the blessing will follow. Keep praying. Keep praying. Sing that part with me. Every prayer today. Every prayer today is a seed for tomorrow. Keep praying. Somebody say, keep praying. Hold on to your faith and the blessing. Hold on to your faith and the blessing will follow. Keep praying. Keep praying. We are living we are what holding on can do we are living proof is anybody living proof of what holding on of what holding on can do every prayer today Every prayer today is a seed for tomorrow. Keep praying. Keep praying. Tell somebody. Keep praying. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. And the blessing will follow. Keep praying. Keep praying. We are living through. Are you living? What holding on can do We are living through What holding on can do For those of you here today that need that clarity I don't know what it is sometimes here at Aliante, maybe because a lot of us aren't just church, churchy people. But we shy away from the altar here. But the altar, this place that we have designated, we pray over this place. We walk this place. The altar is a place where they met God. The, the altar was simply a place of prayer of worship and of sacrifice this is a place of prayer and somebody needs today I want I want to agree with you in prayer 
at the place of prayer for that thing that you need clarity for. If you're here and you don't know, you don't know what to do, you don't know what's going on, you don't know what's wrong, whether it's for family, whether it's money, whatever, if you have some stuff you don't know, you need some clarity. Meet me at this place of prayer. Meet me at the place of prayer. I want to connect with you in prayer. I want to agree with you in prayer. And I'm believing somebody's going to come today and leave here with some clarity. Come on, meet me at the place of prayer. If you need to know, you know you don't know. And you want to know. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. God don't send a word for no reason. God, I just don't know and I want to know. I need to know. This is a place of prayer. You feel like, seem like Ahab to told Jezebel on me. Somebody to pointed me out and stuff is happening in my life. I don't understand what's going on. Come to the place of prayer. Come to the place of prayer. Some of you out there that need to be up here, the truth is you really don't want to know. <laughs> but that's all right. You need to find your place of prayer. Whether it's at home, this is not a one-shot deal anyway. Some of you are going to have to come, but I just want to agree with you today in this place of prayer. New Antioch and Aliante is a place of prayer. This is a prayer house right here. And we believe what God can do. Because we are living proof. What holding on can do. Father, in the name of Jesus. Those that have come here today. Those that come here today, God. When we pray for them right now. When we pray for them at this point. God, we're asking you to give them a clarity. We're asking you to give them a clarity, give them a clearness. God, help them to understand in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, as I lay hands on them, God, let this be their place of prayer. Let this be them be, this be their place of prayer today. God, don't let them leave here blind. Don't let them leave here not knowing. Don't let them leave here, God, without having some clarity. In the mighty name of Jesus, I rebuke all of those things. I rebuke disillusionment. I rebuke disappointment. I rebuke fatigue. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, God, give me clarity. I need to know. I need to know. God, I don't want to move without you. I don't want to move and not know where direction that I'm going. God, I need to know who I am, what I am, and why I am. In the name of Jesus, what's my next step? In the name of Jesus, give this young woman, God, some clarity today. Help me to know, God. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I want to know. I want to hear from you. God, I've come to the place of prayer. So I can have some clarity in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus. You're dealing with her right now. She feels you right now. God is hard right now.
every prayer today is a seed for tomorrow. Keep praying. Keep praying. Hold on to your faith and the blessings will follow. In the name of Jesus, God give me clarity. God give me what to do. God give me how to do it. In the name of Jesus, show me who I am. In the name of Jesus, God, as I lay hands on my sister, clarity. I come against what's been in her ear. I come against every voice that's been in her ear. In the name of Jesus, give her, God, the clarity that she needs. In the name of Jesus, no more wondering. No more wondering. No more wondering. Give her clarity. God, you brought this woman of God to this place right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give her clarity, God. God, let her see. God, let her know what her next step is. God, let her know what direction she needs to go. God, let her know. In the name of Jesus. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart, God. Let me know that I hear you. Speak to my heart, God. Speak to my heart, God. Let me know that I hear you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, don't let me leave this place of prayer. Without some knowledge, God. Without a word from you, God. Don't let her leave here without a word. You sent her here. You sent her here to give her clarity. You sent her here to move on her. You sent her here so she knows. You sent her here so she don't make a... I silence every other voice. God, we silence every other voice. We silence the voice of disappointment. We silence the voice of failure. We silence the voice of feelings. God, in the name of Jesus, let me hear you. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. God, one thing after another. One thing after another. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this, God. Show me why or get me out of this. Show me what to do or shift me, God. My soul says yes to whatever you say. But give me some clarity, God. Why, God, why? God, why, God, why? Show me, God. Show me yourself in the name of Jesus. 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 Release her from this trial. In the name of Jesus. Release her in the greater faith. In the name of Jesus. Release her in the strength. In the name of Jesus. I cancel the assignment of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Clarity. 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 Silence everything but you. Silence every voice but yours, God. Give him clarity as to his next step. Give him clarity, God, as to who's supposed to be in his life and who's not supposed to be in his life. What do I do with these children? Help me to see, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the 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 name of Jesus. Clarity. Let me see it. Let me receive it. In the name of Jesus, I hear what you say, God. And my soul says yes. 
And my soul says, yes. God, show us what to do. God, show us how to do. God, show us when to do. In the name of Jesus, give this man of God clarity. What holding on can do We are living proof What holding on can do Hey Every prayer today is a seed for In the tomorrow. name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, keep praying. Just keep praying. Keep praying. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to the faith and the blessings will follow. I need you to keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. For we are living through. What know what holding on can do yeah <laughs> would y'all win it to the folk that may not know him like we know him don't we know what holding on if we just hold on to the place what of prayer amen if you're not saved if you have never accepted the lord into your heart if you've never prayed the prayer that put you and jesus in relationship or you need to rededicate your life today pray this prayer with me lord jesus i believe in you Forgive me for everything I've done wrong and save me. I thank you for coming into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, will you raise your hand? If you're here and you weren't saved before and now you have accepted anybody, amen. If you rededicated like, like I walked away, but I'm making a fresh commitment today. Would you raise your hand? There's a book I want you to have. Amen. Amen. Right here. Amen. There's a book I want you to have. We want to get information. If you need a church home, we would love to be your church family and have you to come and be part of us. They'll talk to you about that. You need a good Bible-based church that can help you to get the rest of your life to where God needs you to be. Amen. Amen. If you're listening online and you prayed that prayer, then you please uh, put it in the, yeah, we should have got excited, happy about that. Uh, we put it in the prayer, uh, put it in the comments, and we'll get you that book as well. And if you'd like to connect with us, just go to newantioch-aliante.org. Go to the connect button and connect with us. You'll be a member, get into one of our community groups. We would love to have you as part of our family. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray now for uh, the kids going back to school. Good old Clark County. Uh, they're going back to school tomorrow for some reason. They, somebody needs some clarity in the school district. But um, We're going to ask the pastors and ministers to come. Y'all know how we do. Um, and line up so we can um, pray and anoint our children. First, we're going to pray for our children 
than those that are going back to college, than those who work for the school district. Uh, we're going to pray for you as well. Amen. So let's make our tunnel. Uh, which way you want the kids to come around? They're going to come around this way. Amen. All the young people, you, you all teenagers, y'all can come now. Uh, anybody that's going back to school, whether it's college, high school, come around this way. Amen. And we're just going to pray and lay hands on them. You all come on, and we're going to send you through uh, as they pray for you. There's too much stuff going on for us not to pray over our children. My goodness, it's a whole lot of them, too. Look at that. Look at that, Aliante. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we lift up our children to you right now. We lift up these youth to you right now. God, we ask you to give them favor this year. We ask you to protect them this year. We ask you, God, to set them free this year. We come against everything that would come against them in the name of Jesus. God, we come against the drug use. God, we come against uh, the what's the pornography. God, we come against all that fentanyl and marijuana and alcohol. God, we come against any sexual abuse, any sexual uh, exploitation in the name of Jesus protect them Lord as they go we come against any violence we come against the spirit of anger we come against the spirit of depression we come against the spirit of violence in the mighty name of Jesus God we ask you to stop the download of the enemy that nobody walk into a school with a gun in the name we no mass murder no mass shooting in the mighty name of Jesus set them free God in the name of Jesus give them what they need. Give them how they need it. Give them favor with deans. Give them favor, God, with professors. God, give them favor with teachers. Give them favor in the name of Jesus. Give them favor with the hall monitors. Give them favor, God. Protect them in the name of Jesus. God, open their understanding. Let them open. Let them understand math. Let them understand science. Let them understand in the name of Jesus. Let them understand in the name of Jesus. God, open their understanding more and more in the name of Jesus. Open their understanding more and more in the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. Touch them right now, God. God, we cover them in your blood. 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 We cover them in your blood in the name of Jesus. We cover them in your blood in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch them now, God. Strengthen them now, God. Strengthen them now, God. Help them to be everything they're supposed to be. God, we ask you to open up their minds. Open up their understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus. Touch them now, God. Touch them now. Touch them now, God. Touch them now. In the name of Jesus. God, we rebuke the devourer. We rebuke the devourer. We rebuke the devourer. Anything that would come against them. God, we come against depression, suicide. We come against anger. We come against fear. We come against God. Everything that would stop them. God, I claim success. I claim success. I claim success. I claim success. 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 God, you have the ability to bring them success. Give them salvation. Save them, God. Save them to the utmost. Fill them with the Spirit. Fill them 
them with the Holy Ghost. Fill them with your power. God, let them see what's coming at them. In the name of Jesus, God, we rebuke every negative influence, every negative friend that would come against him, every negative person that would come against them in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you to send it the other way. God, send the sex trafficker the other way. God, send the drug dealer the other way. God, send the gangbanger the other way. Be a fence on them, God. Be a fence around them. Send the gun toter the other way. Send the backstabber the other way. In the name of Jesus, God, let them rest. God, let them calm down. We come against attention deficit. We come against angry acting out. We come against mental confusion. In the name of Jesus, touch them, God. Touch them, God. Touch them, God. Touch them, God. Touch them. Change them. The blood of Jesus. The blood. The blood. The blood. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. God, the blood of Jesus. Cover. The blood cover. The blood cover. Let this be the best year. Let this be a super year. Let this be an anointed year. In the mighty name of Jesus, let this be the year, God, of the turnaround. Settle them down. Put them in the right place. God, these that are working in the school district, cover them, God. God, give them a brilliance. God, give them an anointing. God, let them be the light in darkness. Let them be light in darkness. Let them be light in their classrooms. God, let them be light in darkness to their principals. God, to the bus drivers, to the supervisors. In the name of Jesus, God, let this be the year that they win souls. God, put an anointing on them. Rest 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 an anointing on them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, you're able. God, you're able to keep them from falling. God, you're able to make a way out of no way. God, let them pay all their bills. God, bless them financially. Let their classrooms have everything that they need. In the name of Jesus, anoint them to teach. Anoint them to love. Anoint them to pray. Let them find their place of prayer. In the name of Jesus, let them find clarity in those classrooms. Clarity on the bus. Clarity in in the offices in the name of Jesus as you bring them to their assignments as you bring them to their assignment God bless them Lord bless bless us Lord bless us bless us enlarge their territory let your hand be with them keep them from evil keep evil from them it'll be a great year it'll be a wonderful year it'll be a powerful year in the mighty name of Jesus. God, and we pray for the parents. We pray for every parent in the room. God, that you give them clarity about your children, about who they're raising, about who they are. Don't let anything catch them off guard. In the name of Jesus, God bless every parent. God bless that their needs will be met. Bless that they will say the right things. That they'll see the right things. That they'll do the right things. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch them, God. Touch them, God. 
God, and we thank you for a great school year. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for a positive school year. We thank you for a safe school year. We thank you for a life-changing school year. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You're able, you're able, you're able. You're able, you're able. You are able. Amen. And for your parents, we pray, just realize that this is not your way your mama parented. Because our parents could go look in our drawers and find them cigarettes. They, they could go look through your backpack and find a little vas, you know, a little flask of alcohol. They could, they, they, they could look on your notebook and see who notes you were writing and and we could go look and investigate, but now our biggest enemy in our house is one that we didn't let in. It's on their phones. It's on their iPads. It's on their tablets. It's on the video games they play. They're playing videos in your house, and some guy all the way across country is playing games with your son. And you haven't invited him into your house, and you don't even know that's a 37-year-old man that's playing games all day with your son. You didn't find the dirty magazines in the top of the boy's closet because it's on his phone. And so parents, you got to find a place of prayer so that the Lord will wake you up. So that the Lord will say, your kids have your pattern down. They know they don't have to change nothing on their phone for three, four days because you're not going to look at it. <laughs> they know they'll never, they, they're never going to find out who they are on the internet with. What, what are they looking at on TikTok and Instagram? And do you know how to check that history? I was, I was teasing about the, the kids my daughter is raising because the Holy Spirit, sometimes she'll wake, he'll wake. Erica up at 2 o'clock in the morning and say, just go in his room. I tell you, one, some kids that know, those kids, my, my daughter raising, know the Holy Ghost is real because I, I ain't saying they ain't getting away with nothing, but they don't get away with a whole lot because the Holy Spirit will wake you up. Go look at that phone. Ask him who Jay is. Who is Jay? How old is Jay? I was talking to another mother the other day. He said, Lord, Lord told her some stuff, told him exactly what the guy was about. Never saw him, didn't even know his name. But her daughter know that the Holy Ghost was real. And so we got to take parenting to another level. You got to find yourself in the place of prayer. God, what is going on in that bedroom? What's going on on that phone? What's going on on that tablet? Who is this? Because the biggest intruders in your house are people that you'll never see. It's a different kind of parenting. Stay in a place of prayer until you get some clarity about who your child is and what your child is doing, parents. And you'll know and you'll know her. You'll know and you'll know her. Are you smoking weed? No, I ain't smoking weed. You already know and you'll know her. <laughs> so in this month in prayer, the only thing we want to talk about uh, is that 
uh, we're going deep this month. D-E-A-P stands for drop everything and pray. Set your, set your alarms on your phone that they go off at 8 o'clock every night. And whatever you're doing, drop it and begin to pray. You might can pray. You might pray 10 seconds. You might be somewhere. We were in church the other night, and uh, me and Valerie's phone went off at the same time. We were in the middle of a church service, but we, so we only could pray for a few seconds. But we dropped what we were doing and prayed. Sometimes you can pray for 10. Sometimes you might be able to pray for an hour. Turn the TV off and pray. We're praying for our churches. But while you're there, pray for what's going on. Pray for clarity. But other than that, pray for our churches. Pray for the vision of the church. Pray for provision. We're praying together for this entire month, 8 p.m. every night. Drop everything and pray. The only other thing I do want to share with you is we're ready to relax some of the COVID restrictions now. Um, and so if you're comfortable uh, sitting in church without your mask on, you can take it off if you want to. But it's at your own risk. Do not sue the church if you get COVID up in here. This is at your own risk if you're comfortable and you're not, for some, for example, if I'm sitting on the front row, there's nobody around me, there's really probably no need uh, for you to have a mask on. Ain't nobody, if somebody's in your face, it might be a different thing. But nobody's wearing masks anywhere now. I've been to several church services, I'm with four or five people in there, me being one of them, had a mask on. So if you feel comfortable, you can t take it down. If you don't feel comfortable, please keep it on, but it's on you at your own risk. But uh, sanctuary attendance and safety, you guys are off the hook to try to make people put their mask on all day. It's over. It's over. They're so happy. <laughs> but again, it's at your own risk. If you, are not, if you don't feel safe, COVID is not gone. So if you don't feel safe, keep your mask on. Amen. I might take it off at times and get hot, but when y'all are right in my face, don't be offended. I will probably put my mask back on. Y'all going to be all right with that? Amen. God bless you, Pastor Saranda. Come on and send us home. That's our service for today. I pray that you receive something from the Word of God and that it will be life-changing. Amen. Amen. Let's thank God for our pastor for her availability, for God to be able to speak through her, y'all. We have to labor before God to get those words. It's not just automatic. Um, and I do want to remind you that every morning here at 7 a.m., uh, New Antioch at Aliante is in prayer. You can find us on our Facebook page at 7 a.m. Um, to join us in prayer. And every Tuesday at 6 p.m., we are here in the house in prayer. And so if you really want to get, this is our Level Up Prayer Month. And so if you really want to be a part, I want to learn, I want to know what it is to pray, then come and be in the place of prayer. There is nothing like being present when prayer is happening. You can feel the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. And so do join us again. Um, there is the, uh, the prayer information for 7 a.m. You can dial in. You can also dial in at 6 p.m. But I want us to get used to being in prayer and not just joining in, taking the way out. There is something different that happens when you are in the presence, in the place of prayer and not only dialing in and coming in on, uh, on Facebook. And so I believe that is all that we have. Let's stand so we can pray out. And I am praying for clarity for each of you as you go down into your, your 8 p.m. Drop everything in prayer place this whole month. 
And so, Father God, we say thank you. Thank you for your word on today. Thank you that you desire to have relationship and conversation with us in the place of prayer. God, we invite you to keep on speaking to us as we make ourselves more and more available to you. God, we say thank you for the word of encouragement that has come to empower us in prayer on today. And so God, send us out into this week as we go forward, as we go forward watching and being careful over our children that are going back to school. God, as we go out looking for that just one to share, oh God, you with them to share the good news of Christ. God, we say thank you for your divine power. Let us always be mindful of who we are and who we are in you. And so we say thank you now God. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.